you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice. My name is Brooks, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marky Man, to my right. Marky Man, how you doing? Doing good. And to my left, Spency G. Spency G, what's going down? Um, I'm okay. Still a bit sick. Okay, so look, please bear with Spency if he's got some sniffles and coughs in this episode. Hopefully he'll keep it to a minimum. Uh, so it is Sunday, December 4th. We're uh, just wrapping up week seven uh, in the NBA and looking forward to week eight. And, um, you know, this podcast covers a lot of material. And we're also at the quarter uh, quarter way mark of uh, the NBA season, just past the quarter way mark. So we'll be doing a bit of review from our early season picks a little bit later. Uh, but for now, last night we saw, thank goodness, the Raptors won. What did you think of that Raptors win after two brutal losses earlier in the week, Spency? Um, it was very satisfying. Only caught um, the first half, but it, it was great. Like, they were just bullying the Magic. It, it was amazing to see. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Magic aren't great. What did you think? Were you happy to see them get the win, Marky? Yeah, I was happy, but it's expected to beat the Orlando Magic. Like, Yeah, they're basically the worst team in the NBA, so... Yeah. Thank goodness they absolutely trounced them, especially coming off of those two brutal losses. We're not going to get too much into the Raptors just yet. We'll do that toward the end of the show. Um, also, a huge game, for, uh, that that uh, Portland game uh, last night uh, against Utah. Um, huge night for Anthony Simons, Marcus, and he's on your fantasy field. What did you think of his performance? 45 points. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, like he had 33 points at the half, so he was like just... Clearly, they're just feeding him the ball, and he was missing. So yeah, and apparently uh, Lillard's back tonight. I was sitting there thinking yesterday was December fourth, and I knew that they were saying that Lillard's probably coming back for the fourth. And I thought yesterday was the fourth, so I'm sitting there staring at my fantasy league, waiting for an update on his status. And I keep saying injured, and I was panicked the whole time. And then I realized I'm an idiot. So. Anyway, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Portland still not they're not. Uh, you know, going crazy, but uh, they're definitely hanging around in the standings um, in the West. They're, uh, where are they? Currently in ninth, so, but at 12 and 11, and, but Lillard's been out for a lot of that. So, you know, if he comes back and stays healthy, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, a lot of interesting stuff happened last week. Speaking of Anthony Simons, and maybe uh, uh, we should talk about Shade on Sharp a little bit earlier in the week. Crazy, uh, uh, basically what happened in the game against the, uh, the Lakers is that um, um, Anthony Simons lofted up a, huge, a three ball. It missed. And then, I don't know if you saw mm -hmm. the crazy put-back dunk by uh, Shade on Sharp. Spencer, did you see that? I did. Is it is it shade on? Is, is, he, is it shade? It's shade, it's shade on. Shade, shade on. on. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, like I think he's considered to have potentially the best vertical in the NBA. I'm not 100 percent sure, but from what I've heard, like 
it's insane. Well, he, yeah, I mean, to even to even give yourself a chance on a rebound on a three ball to like it was full extension, full height, got it, and then just yeah, you know. it also had like side rim too. Was it like a bounce around where you could like no, slow, but it was like coming at him quick and then it, just... it was like a single bounce. He got it at the apex and slammed it down. Yeah, it was incredible. And what did uh, you find out about Shade on Sharp? That he's from London, Ontario. We didn't even realize he's Canadian, and he's from my hometown of London, Ontario, and grandma and grandpa still live there to this day, and that's where, and he actually played high school basketball for a couple of years in London at uh, Beale Secondary, um, which is, I think, where grandpa went for a couple of years anyway, um, and cool. uh, then he then he went to the States, but then he, uh, very, I think he did one year, I don't know, one year of college, and I was looking him up last night, but anyway, another great uh, Canadian prospect in the NBA, which is awesome. Um, another couple crazy things happened last week. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, did you see, uh, you, did you guys see the rookie on for the Pacers, uh, Nemhard with his buzzer beater over LeBron? <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny. A yeah. lot of buzzer beaters. Was there? Yeah. I mean, that one was incredible just to see the, you know, the Pacers to beat LA in LA um with the with a rookie with a buzz, buzzer beater was uh, pretty satisfying to see. Um they were also down 17 in that game uh and rallied uh, to beat. So, I mean, the Pacers seem like they're for real, although they have had other losses where you're like, "Hmm, maybe they're not so great." Um but, you know, a team on the rise for sure. Um Let's get back and let's start talking about some of the picks you guys made uh, last week. We'll start with Spencer making a pretty risky, risky call in last Sunday's game, uh, Washington in Boston. Um, you predicted the Washington upset win, but what actually happened in that game, Spencer? Um, yeah, I was banking on Kuzma playing because I thought that the absence of Tatum, he would sort of take advantage. Unfortunately, he was injured. Um you know, Boston dominated basically the entire game. Um, the Wizards almost had like a mini comeback um, in the fourth because they outscored 33-17. to 17. Um, But, I mean, it just wasn't enough. Like, it, Tatum's absence didn't seem to affect the offense at all. It was just... Yeah, obviously they're, they still have a lot of weapons in the absence of Tatum. And, uh, you know, they're at home and they're seemingly almost impossible to beat. Uh, yeah. There, so yeah, Jalen Brown had a thirty-six five and two stat line, which is you know, that's kind of his job, I guess. If Tatum's not around, it's up to him to score all the points. Um, and I mean, he's there probably. I mean, he's got to be their second highest scorer anyway, right? I th- yeah, should be. Yeah, I mean that's his role on the team, and they look pretty pretty dangerous. I don't think they're they're number one in the East. I don't think any surprise there. Um, so they just keep on rolling. Um, although later in the week they did suffer an upset overtime loss um, to the Heat. Um, I'm not sure, was that a Friday game? Yeah, it was on Friday. Um, Butler was back in that game, and obviously um, that's a bit of a stunner. But again, overtime loss by one point, still yeah. very much, you know, it's very, very difficult to beat that team no matter what. So good good for the Heat for getting that. That's a big win for them. Um, so Marcus, on Monday... A really fun game that uh, you uh, was OKC um, in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Uh, Zion was back for that game, which is great news for both you and I because we both have in fantasy. You predicted the Pelicans would win that one. So what happened in that game? Um, they did win. It was very. It was much closer than I thought. 
Um, it won by four points. It was super equal throughout the whole game. Um, Zion didn't have a too crazy of a game. He played great, but Shea, as usual, had his 31 points. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just tit for tat that entire game. So. Yeah, I mean, super entertaining uh, game watching Zion and, and uh, uh, Gilgis Alexander go head-to-head. Um, you know, those are guys that if, if Zion stays healthy and Shea looks like, you know, that he's a, a superstar that's going to be around for a decade, you know, at least it's it's great to see how entertaining maybe the next several years in the NBA are going to be with, with guys like that at the top of their game. Um, yeah, Zion, uh, 23, 8, and 8, so... You know, I think those eight assists show his uh, playmaking ability, um, just how well, you know, he creates space and then can get great looks. Uh, you know, people always talk about his power game, you know, but, um, you know, what do you think of him as a playmaker, Spencer? Yeah, I think he's definitely um, developing even more as a playmaker. And if he can drop, like, high assist numbers consistently, like, he's going to be truly unstoppable because, like, he's so scary that in the paint, you almost have to double-team him like he's so strong. So if he can just keep feeding guys open looks, like he's just going to be unstoppable. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, we saw that on display uh, in the game against the Raptors um, where it was just, they had no answer. They just had yeah. absolutely no answer to Zion um, in that game. He was he was flying around. Um, but moving moving right along, uh, Tuesday, Marcus, another another tough to predict game in my opinion uh it was the la clippers in portland to take on the trailblazers uh uh oh sorry that's spencer's games um sorry about that spencer i'll uh right back at you <laughs> uh it was it didn't mean to put marcus on the spot there it's actually spencer's prediction yeah. but uh clippers at portland um uh anyway what what happened in that game you predicted that the uh that the trailblazers would come out on top so what happened I was very disappointed um, with that game because with my prediction, the Blazers were winning the entire game. It seemed like they had it in the bag. Um, But then in the fourth quarter, Norman Powell just decides to score 22 points and it's kind of like ignited the uh, Clippers and the Blazers, like their defense just fell apart. They got so outscored in the fourth. Um, and they wasted an amazing performance from Anthony Simons. He had 37 points, nine three-pointers. So, yeah, I don't know what ha- had happened there. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it may, I guess it's like their their defense, once uh, once the Clippers started to pour it on, or specifically, you're right, it was, uh, I think I wrote it down, um, Powell scored 22 in the fourth, and the entire, um, the, the Blazers only scored 17 points in the fourth. So, Norman Powell personally outscored the Blazers, so uh, their offense dried up, and I guess they just had no answer once once Powell caught fire. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was pretty good um, because I think I, that game, I'm not sure if I still had Reggie Jackson, but I've been picking up a lot of uh, Clippers players just because in the absence of their stars, um, guys like Morris and, uh, and Jackson get a lot of minutes and, uh, Reggie Jackson had a great game, 24 points, 12 assists and seven rebounds. Um, so they obviously have depth, the Clippers, cause they seem to be hanging around again in the standings. Where are they at? They are, they're, they're, they're not that high up. Um, seven. yeah, they're sitting in seventh, but again, they're at 13 and 11 and that's, 
that's not bad uh, in the West um, as far as they could be. It could be much worse considering, you know, uh, Leonard and George have been out for so long. Uh, so, Marcus, you had, uh, I, I think it was amazingly, maybe the game of the week. A lot of people were really excited about this game because two teams on the rise. Uh, it was the Pacers in Sacramento to take on the Kings on Wednesday. Um, so you predicted that the Pacers almost, a bl- I think you, you, you kind of predicted a blowout win for the Pacers, uh, 130 to 111. So what happened in that game? Well, it was the opposite. Kings blew out the Pacers 137 to 114. And they just completely shut down Halliburton, who was the number one performer for the Pacers. With nine points, four rebounds, and ten assists. And uh, Malik Monk had a great game. Um, he was able to come through for the Kings. But Kings, like, had the biggest lead of 32, and it was all from fast break points. They had 31 fast break points, and it was they were just like, if you watch the game, they were just like constantly just running down the court. Yeah, I did watch a little bit of the game, and definitely fun. I mean, the Kings are a super fun team to watch because just they just pour it in. I mean, they scored 137 points. So, yeah, and at home, they seem to be pretty tough. Um, and where are they? They're number five in the standings. I mean, they're only 12-9. and nine. Um, uh, At this point on Sunday, they, they won two straight. Um at home, they are uh, what are they seven and four? So not not amazing at home, but still pretty tough. And yeah, I mean, I guess they're it's all offense, right? Yeah, all offense all the time for them. Uh, so <clears throat> on moving on to to Friday's games, um, you picked uh, and so so far you had you were zero for two in the week, Spency. But on Friday, uh, you had to predict Philly at Memphis. Um, so they were in uh, the Sixers, definitely still struggling with injuries and all sorts of question marks. Um, were in Memphis to take on a tough Grizzlies team. You thought uh, Memphis would come out on top, one hundred eight, one hundred five. And so, how did it? Uh, how did it turn out? Uh, yeah, so Memphis won. Um, it was it was pretty close game, but I think the key was Stephen Adams, um, like on the glass specifically, mm-hmm. um, like Embiid. He did score 34 points, but I would still say that Steven Adams got the best of that matchup. Like, he just absolutely cleaning up on the glass, um, six assists, and yeah, I mean, I predicted John Morant would have 28-7-7-7, and he had 28-8-3, so still pretty close on that, but he didn't um, get the top performer. Um, It was like, the Sixers had a chance to win, um, but Jaron Jackson got like an insanely clutch block in the last like 25 seconds, which sort of sealed the deal. But it was a great game. Yeah, Adams with 16 rebounds in that game to go with those six assists. So yeah, he had a great night. Um, that looks like he is this his first year with the Grizzlies, or Ooh, sorry, Adams. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or first or second because he was second. traded for Valanciunas. Right. For the Pelicans, so that was the swap there, right? Yeah, right. But uh, it was either one or two, one or two years ago. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, on also on Friday, um, Marky Man was the sh- Chicago uh, was in was was taking on the Warriors uh, at home. Uh, sorry, uh, Golden State was at home, and uh, you predicted a win for Golden State, um, which seems 
is increasingly seeming like a an easy thing to predict is them winning at home. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, you predicted they would win one twenty four to one hundred. What happened in that game? Um, the Warriors won one nineteen to one eleven. Um, it was a pretty good game. The Warriors starting lineup again. Whatever they win, all five of their guys on the starting lineup have great games. Poole had 30 points, one rebound, and one assist. Mm-hmm. Curry had 19, 11 assists, or 11 rebounds, and six assists. Uh, Thompson had 26 points. There was just yeah, a lot of high scoring and high assist, uh, you know, yeah. n- numbers for the Warriors. And they were able to hold the Bulls from. Like, Vucevic had the best game, 23-11, and 11, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like they were able to hold, like, DeRozan and Levine to, like, 16 points and, like, 20 points, so. Yeah. And and they were, like, it was pretty even throughout the whole game, but uh, the second quarter for the Warriors, they were able to, like, beat down on the Bulls pretty bad. Yeah, and it seems like they they are definitely shaking off the cobwebs because I mean last night granted they were playing the Rockets but um, they won that game one twenty to one hundred one and everybody was looking good. I mean, mm-hmm. Pool was dishing all over the place. Suddenly he's you know kind of coming into form with you know playmaking and uh, you know uh, what did we see last night? It was kind of funny. Uh, Wiggins had. It would have been uh, his career high in three balls yeah. with seven threes, but then they showed the the review and his toe was just on the line, so it was the long two yeah. to fail to break his rec- his NBA record or his personal record for for threes, but still an incredible game. Also, for- also uh, Draymond Green just beat Michael Jordan in all time threes. That's right. Yeah. So he surpassed Jordan. Not yeah. that so Jordan never was never one to loft up a lot of threes, and neither is Draymond. But uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's it's pretty safe to say that uh, Golden State is looking scary. They're quietly have climbed their way up into sixth place uh, at 13 and 11 after some rough games early in the year. But, I mean, I think it was the same thing last year. They didn't have an explosive start, and then just they get it going. Curry's got it going. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's still – he Curry's Curry. Um so I think uh, you know, <laughs> I think they're 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 still a scary team, and uh, they're also I I picked up. Um, we'll talk fantasy a bit more, but I picked up uh, uh, what's the name of the center? Um, uh, come on, Looney. Yeah, come on, Looney. And uh, you know er, they had Wiseman earlier in the year that didn't work. He's in the G League, but now Looney looks like he's going to be their guy. At, at the five for the most part, and yeah. he looks just fine. So they've stabilized some things and kind of figured out, you know, how this team plays together, and they look scary. So um, that pretty much covers, oh, one, oh, so I guess we should get into our final prediction of the week. Merlin, our dog and mascot for the podcast, last night um, he had predicted, and if you go to Instagram, you can see his prediction in the OK, uh, OKC at uh, Minnesota. Um, he predicted that the Timberwolves would come out on top, and we think that it might be because he's a dog, and so he identifies with Timberwolves. However, uh, he may not have known that uh, Carl Anthony Towns was out. So he, he anyway, he predicted the Timberwolves would win, and as it turns out, OKC won 135-128. So Merlin, our family dog, is 0-for-1 on the season so far in his predictions. Um but uh, so tough, tough one for Merlin to take for his very first NBA prediction. He was wrong. Anyway, 
Um, I think what we'll do now is we, as I said, it is the quarter mark of the NBA season. So at the, our very first episode, we did our preseason predictions for all the major NBA awards categories. Um, and you guys, and, and as well as standings, our top three teams uh, in each conference um, and uh, Raptors win totals. So let's dive into that um, since uh, let, let's just start at the top. So you guys both picked uh, Bancaro to be Rookie of, of the Year. Uh, Marky Man, how are you feeling on that prediction? I'm still feeling very good about that. Um, there's no reason to change it. He's definitely going to win Rookie of the Year, unless he gets injured. But he has been injured, right? He has been injured, but even if, even if they got the award now, they would still give it to Bancaro. Well, Ban- he hasn't sure. been number one on Rookie of the Ladder for like a few weeks. Yeah, it's because he, he was injured, but... But now he's back, so you he's think back he's, and just, he's, he's just going to yeah. continue rolling on. So what do you think, Spencer? Uh, I, I also still think it's going to be him. Um, I think it was sort of like he did sort of slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sort of like I think it's I can compare it to Cade Cunningham last year. He kind of had a bit of a slower start in the early season. But then like as things moved on, he like fell into his role and then was um, like kind of showed his greatness. So I do think... Uh, Paulo is the most talented rookie, but Benedict Matherin, like he is making a fight for rookie of the year. He's playing really well. Yeah, and he's still coming off the bench for the Pacers, right? Yeah. Matherin, another great Canadian. We'll have to we have to put that in there. And so um, that yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see if Bancaro continues to be injured. It was kind of like I heard you know uh, Joel Embiid in his first season. He was like he only played a handful of games mm-hmm. and. Yeah, he's probably the best rookie there was, but because he was injured, he didn't win. Yeah. Um, so that there is a risk of that with Bancaro. So we'll see how it we'll see how it develops. But both of you still got Bancaro. Okay. So, um, defensive player of the year, uh, uh, Spencer. You said Marcus Smart. Who would that would mean two in a row for him? Do you think that he's still on track for defensive player of the year? Um. He very, like, well could win it for sure. Mm-hmm. But I've decided to be a little biased and say OG, who does have a legitimate chance. He's in top three right now in the running. Yeah. Um, like, he's leading steals per game, sees second in deflections, and, like, he's been consistently holding, like, star players to mediocre or poor performances. So mm-hmm. I really do think he's... And he's there's this thing called hustle stats on um, NBA, and he's also... Uh, one of the leaders on there. So he's just been like going all out and playing amazing defense this year. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And not to mention, he's draining a ton of points. Yeah, again, (laughs) I got him on fantasy and thank goodness I do. Everybody's been trying to bait me while, while, while Siakam's been injured to get him, but I haven't given him up and thank goodness because he had, you know, he still puts up crazy defensive numbers and points. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, so what did you, what do you, you had uh, Giannis as defensive player of the year, Marcus, Mm -hmm. what do you, how you, uh, are you changing? Yeah, I'm also going to switch to OG and OB, partly because I wow. want him to win, but also, yeah, he's leading in steals. He's, like, locking up star players, and, like, he's arguably the best defensive player in the league right now. Yeah, and I think you could say he's the best. I mean, so far this season, taking everything into account, including injuries, he's been the best Raptor because— I mean, Siakam, when he's been healthy, yeah. has put up great numbers, but the point is he hasn't been healthy. So yeah. just across yeah. okay. the board, I think OG is the best Raptor so far this season. Yeah. That's my opinion. He's 
only one of two players to have played every game so far. Yeah. He's been consistent. And that was one of my notes at the start of the season was OG needs to step up. And that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. So he's he's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, uh, and um, I mean, I've been really paying attention to his all, I mean, yeah, his all-around game has been incredible. All right, so let's move on to sixth man. Um, Marky Man, you had uh, Tyler Harrow. Is it Hero or Harrow? Hero, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. H-E-R-R-O. I think it's Uh, Hero. Hero. Um, And uh, so, but he's been starting, right, a lot for Miami. So that kind of changes how... That changes the calculus. He may not be eligible as a six-man consideration anymore. So who's your pick now? I am going to switch it to Keldon Johnson, okay. which was Spencer's pick. Um, that was my MIP pick. Oh, yeah. yeah six-man. Sorry. Sorry. Six-man. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to give it to Westbrook. Westbrook's going to be your six-man Because, I mean, pick. he's playing pretty good, and he's coming off the bench for the Lakers, so. He's averaging like high assists, high rebound, decent points. So, but if they end up not missing the playoffs, is like if they don't even make play in, right? Is that going to come into consideration? Like, yeah, even if his numbers are the best, it's like, well, who cares because they didn't do anything? I don't think so. I think I don't just, think that's they'll normally judge how they, by the, yeah. judge by the numbers. And so, who have you got, Spencer? Uh, I also have Westbrook. Um, Interesting. I was tempted to choose Matherin, but like Westbrook. He's playing so much better off the bench. Like, the insane shift in how he's playing mm-hmm. in his new role. Like, he, it just seems like he's fits, and he's kind of, like, bullying other teams. Because, like, remember, he was, he was an MVP, Yeah, right? right? Yeah, at one time he was the best player exactly. in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. So, or, and he's just, yeah. like, yeah. as you say all the time, he's just flying around. Yeah. Like, that's just, yeah, he's just having a great effect in that role. And... Yeah, I mean, obviously the Lakers are nine and twelve, and they're thirteenth in the West. But they did beat Milwaukee yeah, this week. They've been playing in, better in Milwaukee. Um, um, they've had some. They had that heartbreaking loss to the Pacers on the buzzer beater that we already mentioned. Um, but you know, they were totally in that game, and they're still super entertaining. And they're still kind of. I don't think anybody really likes having to play them. I mean, you could blow them out if they have a rough night, but they got you know. AD's been playing a lot better, um, and as you say, Westbrook's been kind of working into this role coming off the bench. Um, so yeah, all right. So let's move on to um, so most improved player, uh, Marky Man. You had Jaron Jackson Jr. at the beginning of the year. So what what are you saying now? Um, I'm saying Kellen Johnson. Okay. Um, yeah, he's just been super effective. Um, he's on the Spurs. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's had some great like thirty point games and stuff. So, yeah, I mean he's great. I mean I'm excited. It's ex- he's a fun player to watch. Um, he's on the Spurs, so he has he does have an effective role. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's great. So um, and why and Jaron Jackson Jr. has been injured, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's is he still injured or is he back? I can't uh, he's back. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's, I mean, you never know if he, ha- we, we just don't have enough of a sample size yeah. for Jaron Jackson Jr. to know. And so you had also picked, at the beginning of the uh-huh. season, you picked Keldon Johnson. Is that still your pick for most improved? Um, it's not. No? Um, like, I, he has been playing well, but if you compare his stats to last year, mm. it hasn't been like a crazy change. I think it's maybe he went from 17 points per game to 20. Mm-hmm. Um low um, assist numbers 
Right. So, like, he, he's good, but yeah. I don't yeah. think he's well, had I, a big enough shift. I picked him as most improved because I see him improving in that. Yeah. And I, I see his numbers going up. Like, yeah. last year I saw him really improving by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think he's going to keep building. But, like, he still has been improving, but not, like, an extreme amount. And also the Spurs' worst yeah. record in the West. Mm. Um, yeah. Which probably, it's hard in that context to be greatly improved, I guess. Or maybe not. I don't know. Because I guess you could just get, maybe he would get yeah. more minutes and his numbers would go up. Um, so who is your pick? My pick is uh, Laurie Markkinen. Uh, that's, oh. a, that's a good one. Uh, I honestly completely forgot about Markkinen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last year he had 14.8 points per game. Now he's at 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the best player in the Jazz right now. And I think he's leading them. Mm-hmm. Like he's just been amazing like like there's such a shift yeah and i think that's because he's actually he's been giving a real opportunity to um play well and yeah like there's a lot of people that could get it this year i think but yeah and i guess again it's another one of those interesting things i mean really to jet to judge improved as a player theoretically if you had the same amount of minutes and the same role both years and then one year you were just a lot better but of course that's not a realistic thing mm-hmm. in Markinen's case now he's basically the team leader he's getting yeah. like he's expected to produce more you think about it he might have not like skill wise improved he's I, just on a different has, team though. yeah I mean I'm sure yeah of course he exactly. has but... well also if you're if more is expected of you you have to deliver yeah. which means mm-hmm. okay well you got you, you have to improve in all these different categories it's a hard thing to judge but it's all it's also really it's a really it's probably a real, uh, you know, I, I used to not even think about it at all, but this season I've actually been paying attention and it's really, it's a really interesting stat or a, a interesting award. Um, and then of course we have the big one, uh, MVP, uh, Marcus, you at the beginning of the season, uh, said Giannis, um, which I don't think, uh, is, uh, oh no, you didn't, you no, said, said you, you said Jokic, uh, so you know, that would make him a three-time MVP, three in a row, um, if he won it. And I think there was probably a little while there where we all thought, mm, probably not, because he, you know, he didn't have the greatest start, and he's had some, he's been off the floor a bit. But lately, I don't know. So what are you, are you keeping Jokic, or? Well, it's tough, because he's tied for second on the MVP ladder right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really hard. I mean, I don't, the only reason I'm not going to give it to Don, uh Jokic is because he's like I don't think they're gonna give it to him three times in a row, unless he's like way above other players. So I'm gonna give it to Doncic, who's first right now in the ladder. He's averaging almost a triple double, like thirty, thirty three point four points per game is insane. Like that's crazy. Like almost nine assists, nine rebounds. So, so yeah, and I mean, arguably, it's it's always that thing where you wanna if. Doncic wasn't on that team. They would. Be, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not doing that great anyway. They're they're they would, probably, they would be the bottom of the West. They're five hundred, but they'd probably be closer to like you know fourteen or fifteen without him, probably. So sure. Um, whereas, but that's the same case with the Nuggets too. That's why it's hard. Well, I don't like, know that they'd be in the basement no, without without him. But, but they would they, be. They like, wouldn't. Yeah, they'd yeah. be significant. They wouldn't be fourteen and eight. Um, and I was listening. You, you and I were both listening um, to. Uh, 
a basketball podcast and they were talking about just his team, you know, Jokic's teammates' stats when he's on the floor versus when he's not. And the difference is pretty stark. Yeah. Um, he makes his teammates better. Um, and uh, when he's on the floor, they win and everybody plays better. He makes his teammates better. He makes crazy. He has lots of uh, incredible playmaking ability, as everyone knows. So um, there was a point, though, early in the season where it looked like, is this the year that he falls off? But I agree with you. Giving it to him three times in a row, it's got to be a clear, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think sports journalists and everybody, they get bored and they like yeah. want to, they want to crown a new guy and they don't want to yeah. just, you know, do the same old thing. Um, so it'll, he'll have to be truly special again to, to, to win it for a third time. So what do you, what's your pick? You had Giannis at the beginning of the season, Spencer, and who is it now? Um, it's also Doncic. Um, he's second right now in the ladder, tied for second. Um yeah, like, he's averaging crazy stuff, and literally what I have written down here is that the Mavs would be horrible without him. Like, that's <laughs> all I really have to say. Like, <clears throat> they need him. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's playing out of his mind. Like, if he's almost averaging a triple, a 30-point triple-double, like, I don't understand how you could not win MVP. Yeah, and yeah, he's keeping that team afloat and maybe maybe they have a I mean, hopefully their management has something up their sleeve and they can mm-hmm. you know, bring oh. some talent in. Yeah, sorry, I said Doncic was first and MVP Jason Tatum is. Oh, that's first. right. And that's it's a very interesting that no one's ready to crown him yet, but at yeah. the same time like I mean, just yeah. night after night after yeah. night, he's putting up big numbers and it's not the same uh, he's not the same kind of player obviously as, yeah. as, mm-hmm. as Doncic well it sounds weird to be like Jason Tatum's the MVP like it doesn't sound right when you say it yeah well <laughs> for years like all I've been hearing about Tatum and Doncic is like their future MVPs and it feels like it's actually finally happening where they have yeah both have the best chance and I I think it's going to be one of them yeah and so I mean, at the same time, I mean, can you really like Giannis has been playing with that? Yeah, you know, Giannis is up there too. He, I mean, I the guess. the Bucks are still, you know, second overall. They have an incredible record. You know, he has Middleton's finally back, but for the most part, he hasn't been there. And it's like, what are you going to tell me that guy's not the best player in the NBA? It's hard yeah. to. It's it's not that these other guys aren't also incredible, but it's hard to say mm-hmm. that Giannis isn't the best. Yeah, and I guess it's not best. I, it's I, yeah, MVP. It's MVP. So. Like, if I were to say the best player in the league, I would probably say Giannis. Right. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. It's different. Like, if the sports journalists were truly unbiased, LeBron would have an MVP for pretty much every season of his career, I think. Like, he, there were some that he was, like, 100% robbed. Like, it's clear. It's insane. Well, I mean, the problem with it is it's called most valuable player. And if you think about it, Curry is probably the most valuable player. Well, again, there's another person that we didn't bring up. And yeah, I mean, let's see how things are going. You know, you're going to leave him out of the conversation? You know, yeah, maybe. sixth right now. I chose him. Um, Or sorry, he was like who I was deciding. I think I said if he was healthy, Mm -hmm. I think he'd have a really good chance. But yeah, there's a lot of play. It's going to be close this year. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, and then so let's let's move on to the the, the standing. So um, Spencer, you base in the East. Let's talk about the East. You had Celtics, Bucks, 
and a number three Sixers. So let's <laughs> right now you're so far there's no reason to change Celtics and Bucks. I imagine that maybe mm-hmm. you, maybe you would you would switch them or whatever. But you had Celtics first, Bucks second, Sixers third. So do you want to make any changes to that? Uh, yeah. Um, this d- reflects the current standings, but I'm going to put Cavs third. Um, right. Yeah. So that is the exact order right now. But I do think that, like, the Cavs have been playing uh, very well. They had, like, that little kind of um, bump for... They lost, like, four in a row or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but now that it seems like they're back, and they're, yeah. like, pretty far ahead um, compared to some other team. Like, compared to the Hawks, they're still, like, a few games above them, so... Yeah, they're twelve and eight, right? Five, fifteen, and eight. Oh, pardon me, fifteen and eight, and the sorry, I was looking at the hawk. Uh, Hawks the, are thirteen and the Hawks are thirteen and ten. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, fifteen and eight, and they. I mean, one thing that was kind of encouraging was seeing the Raptors beat them uh, on Monday mm-hmm. without anyone. Yeah, um, it was a real team defensive effort to keep them to eighty-eight points. I think is huge. But anyway, yeah, okay. So you're basically just going with what the standings are right now. You think is going to be how they finish. Celtics, um, one, Bucks two, Cavaliers three, uh, and so that the only difference from your preseason picks is that instead of the Sixers being third, it'll be the Cavs. So where do you think the Sixers are going to end up in all this? Like they have, they're in seventh yeah. right now. I mean, I wouldn't even. They could still climb up there. Like they had a really bad start, mm-hmm. um, just like a lot of the teams in the East. But I think they're still gonna. I think they're gonna finish top five. Um, like, they got a few things to figure out. Obviously, injuries have been a problem. But, like, I'm looking at those standings and, like, I didn't realize the Nets were just sneaking back up there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and just, I mean, they absolutely destroyed the Raptors. They had a 35-point, yeah. you know, that was lead insane. in the second quarter against the Raps. Everything was going in and, you know... So they can do that on any mm-hmm. given night. They can just shoot the lights out and, and just, you know, roll over another team. Um, don't want to talk too much about the Raptors just yet, but nonetheless, the Nets, yeah, they're in, they're sitting in sixth. thirteen with all of the drama and all of all of the criticism, you know, of that team, and they're in sixth with a 13 and 11 record right now. All right, so uh, Marcus, you went, um, you put the Bucks number one, the Celtics number two, and then... Sixers third. Sixers third. So do you want to do any changes to that? Yeah, so I'm actually going to agree with Spencer. I think it's going to be Celtics, Bucks, and Cavaliers. Now, it's really hard to say because, I mean, I don't. when I'm looking at that, I don't see any teams going above the Cavaliers. Like, when you look at it, like, I don't see, like, a team going on the rise except for... Possibly the Sixers. I agree. I think they're gonna finish top five. They're, I feel like they're gonna go up to that four spot. So yeah. And you don't see any like any dark horse team that can truly, you know, it can the Hawks surprise anyone? Can the Pacers in the East can end up at third? I mean, maybe, but I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna end up three. No, I think if anyone's a dark horse team, it's the Raptors. Um, like, when we are truly healthy and we got our team, like, we are very scary and we have great defense. Mm-hmm. We have I, the same record as the Sixers right now. Like, I, I, I think the Dark Horse would be the Sixers and the Nets. I don't see the Raptors becoming top five. I see them probably ending up in the sixth seed. 
Okay, which is pretty that's, cool. Last year they finished fourth. That's me thinking. Yeah. And that was yeah. an overachievement. Everybody, yeah. No one predicted that. But And uh, that's after like a yeah. horrible start. Yeah, and they had terrible injuries too. Mm-hmm. And Freddie kind of held the team together last year during that. All right, well, let's uh, – okay, how about the West then? So, Mark, uh, Marcus, in the West, um, I can't remember who you had. Oh, you, oh yeah, so you had the risky You had the risky pick. You, you had um, the Clippers won. Yeah. And uh, you're going to have – I can't even see on the board. Warrior, what, Warriors and then Grizzlies. Had. So you had – okay, so you, you went you, – you made the risky pick of putting the Clippers number one, the Warriors number two, and the Grizzlies number three. Yeah. Okay, so I think – the Clippers one was risky, but putting them number one for sure. Having said that, they're sitting in seventh right now at 13 and 11. And if they can get their star players back and healthy, um, you never know. But finishing number one, I don't know. So what, do you, what, what are your changes to that? So I'm going to do a pretty big change. Okay. I'm going to have the Suns at one. Okay. And I'm going to have the Nuggets at two. Yeah. And then I'm gonna put the Warriors at three. Actually, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Suns at one, Warriors at two, Nuggets at three. I see the Warriors fully climbing back. Okay, and Denver at three. Yeah, and the Pelicans would drop down to four. They're three right now. So I think. Okay, so yeah, let's look at the standings right now. So it's Suns in first uh, with a 15 and seven record. The Nuggets are in second place with a 14 and eight record, and the Pelicans also. Oh, the Pelicans also have a 14 and eight record, um, and the Grizzlies are sitting there uh, 13 and nine. So you don't think you think the Warriors are gonna are gonna fight their way all the way up to second? The Suns chugging right along, um, seemingly on the strength of uh, Booker's insane yeah. performances. I mean. This week alone, uh, you know, in a loss to Sacramento, he scored 44 points with, uh, you know, six steals and eight rebounds. That was on Monday. And then he had also um, against, uh, I think, at home versus the Bulls on uh, Wednesday night. It was a 51-point night with six assists and four rebounds. And what's funny, I watched the uh, I watched the highlights of the Monday game um, on the NBA app. And even though he scored 44, they didn't show, I don't think they showed a single Booker highlight because it's yeah. not, none of it's flashy. Like he's just draining yeah. mid-range jumpers just very yeah. efficiently and quietly, not particularly exciting. I mean, it's obviously exciting yeah. to a guy that can shoot at that, that level, but there's no, yeah. you know, there's no big, crazy, you know, off balance shot. He's just getting open and just hitting them. Well, all. yeah. If you watch Sun's game, every game is just Booker shooting like elbow mid-ranges or like very very short mid ranges. Yeah, and they're just all they just all go yeah. in. He just doesn't yeah. miss. And it's it's awesome. I mean, it's awesome having on having him on my fantasy team. But again, you know, um this is with uh, you know, Chris Paul's still out, right? I mean, he's not back yet. Mm-hmm. Um and they just they're rolling and everybody was like it's over for them, you know. Um and I guess I think Aiton's been playing pretty well. Um Yeah. Um Anyway, so you're put it. You're gonna. You think they're gonna finish number one overall, Marcus? Just as it is now, like they're in first place, and you think well, you've yeah. seen enough, they're gonna keep that going for the whole season. Yeah, I no think it's so. gonna catch them. All right. So you just to just to reiterate, you have Suns number one, Warriors number two, and uh, Nuggets number three. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you've changed to. Yeah. All right, Spencer. Do you agree with that? What do you What do you got? So you had. What did you have first of all? What was that? Your preseason picks. I had the um, Grizzlies one, 
the Warriors two and the Suns three. Okay. Um. So like yeah, a couple of weeks into the season, I was pe- feeling very bad about those picks, <laughs> but I'm actually gonna. It's they're gonna be pretty similar now. Um, I'm gonna have Suns one. And I'm going to have Warriors 2, Grizzlies 3, because like I'm seeing the Warriors now, and I believe they're going to climb back. This sort of happened last season, too, like kind of a rough start. Um, but I think they're going to be back in form. And um, Grizzlies 2, like, I, I got faith in them. I don't think they're necessarily going to do well in the playoffs. But regular season, I, I think they're still going to be great. Okay, so you think... Right now, Memphis is sitting in fourth, so you don't think the Pelicans can hold on to that number three spot. No. Um, yeah, I mean, they're my. I'm. They're sort of. I just think they're really fun to watch. So I, 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 I don't have picks. I'm just letting you guys make the picks. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't have confidence in predicting what's going to happen. Um, but and nobody seems to have faith that the Kings. I mean, the Kings are great. They're questionable defensively. Um, they're. I mean, they're sitting in fifth. Uh, which is incredible. I don't think anybody would have picked them mm. uh, to be performing as well as they have. Um, but, uh, I mean, here we are. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing about the, like, it has me questioning myself because, like, I'm thinking about it. When you watch Pelicans games, they look like they're top three best teams in the league. Like, mm-hmm. the way they play, like, in, like, l- like, just look at their lineup. It's crazy. Like, CJ, yeah. uh, Ingram... Um, Zion and Valanciunas and like Trey Murphy or like Trey Murphy and like Herb Jones and stuff. Yeah. That is, that is a very good team. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the, I mean, just like with every, it seems like every team has the same problem. Can their star players stay healthy? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, can Zion stay healthy? And obviously they're so much better with him. Um, but still they have a formula that seems they, they've won games without him as well. So I mean, we'll see. Um, they're definitely, I mean, what's great is, and so certain teams like, you know, that are on the cusp, everybody seems to agree. Timberwolves, forget it. (laughs) They're not doing anything special. They're sitting in 11th right now at 11 and 12, just under 500. They now, uh, cat is out for them. Um, we don't, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with them and, and, and to a large extent, who cares? Um, you guys both told me that on paper, they're definitely better than OKC, Nonetheless, OKC beat them in Minnesota last night. Um, OKC seems like, you know, they have a superstar player um, with Gilgis Alexander. Seems like they can beat anybody on any given night if everything goes right for them, but they're still not going to be able to consistently win games probably. Um, But, um, and then the Trailblazers, I mean, they're also, I mean, they have these guys that are pretty impressive. I've been watching them, and they're a fun team to watch mm-hmm. with Anthony Simons and, and, and some of their other deaf Jer- players. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. Um, and it's, um, we'll see. Lillard comes back tonight. But right now, they're in, you know, they're sitting in ninth. They, I think they were as high as number two or number three just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, do you think the Trailblazers are going to, are they a playing team? Are they going to finish top six? What What's the deal? Um. Yeah, I think they're going to finish 7th or 8th. Yeah. Um, I think they certainly... I think they're going to be a playing team and they're going to win the playing tournament. Okay. They're going to play... Like, when I, they're they're going to be the 7th or 8th seat once the playing and, and they'll yes. And they'll win their whatever they got to... I, I think so. And they'll sneak through. Um, and that's assuming... I mean, I think you have to assume with Lillard 
in and they, if he's has a healthy stretch, then they'll be okay. I don't have a lot of faith in him staying healthy. Uh, he's already had two long stretches where he's been out. Um, but you never know. Uh, and then of course, one last thing in the West is of course, is the, the Lakers. Um, suddenly they look a little bit better. They're nine and 12, which isn't horrendous, but it's not great. Um, still well below 500. Um, but again, big win in Milwaukee, a couple, a couple of wins. Um, I think they, they've won two in a row. They got to play the Raptors this week. So that'll be interesting for the Raps. Um, yeah. What, what do you think? Can they, can they claw their way into a play in? I think, I think they could, but I think the bad start is going to haunt them the entire season. Yeah. Like I see the, the Lakers like winning some games and like, winning like quite a few games but like I also see them losing still losing a lot mm-hmm. and like they're probably going to end up like I think they they could sneak into the playing spot but it's it's hard to say yeah all right well <clears throat> let's uh so we got we got all our updated picks oh except for um Raptors win count so um the Raptors right now are sitting at eighth uh, in, in the East with a, a 12 and 11 record. Um, Spencer, you said they were going to finish with 50 wins this season. Do you still think that's possible a quarter of the way through the season? Um, yes. Um, it, it is still similar to last year. What I think we had 48 wins last year or something along those lines, and we were the four seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're sticking at 50? I'm going to go, I'll go 49. Um, Like, when we are legitimately healthy and, like, ready to go, we, I think we are one of the best teams in the league, no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. But there always seems to be something that happens. Like, we've already had, like, stupid injuries, and it's bound to happen again. The only caveat I'll add is that this week, and granted, you know, it's it, they're still figuring it out with Siakam back, but he doesn't he doesn't look like he's he looks fine. He's completely back. good. Yeah, he looks and none the and Freddie was back and pretty much the entire roster minus Precious was back, and they still got absolutely dismantled by both the Pelicans yeah. and the Nets, and that's looking yeah. like healthy teams. So they gotta yeah they gotta do something. I the one thing that I'm seeing that's different this year is that OG is playing a lot better. And he played, I think, like even less than half the season. Mm-hmm. But he's playing much better, and um, it seems like like our bench is still obviously a problem. When, especially when Precious is out, like I don't trust anyone. I don't trust um, Hernan Gomez. I don't trust um, Kem Birch. Boucher's been playing well. Like there's definitely it's a little different, but I I think I think we're still better this year. Yeah, I mean, and I think um, so. You, uh, Marcus, you had forty-eight. I think is what your win total yeah. was. Have you? Are you going to change that at all? No, I think you're kind of making Spencer. You're kind of making predictions. You're saying that you're like mentioning the injuries and stuff, but the rec, the fifty wins is like what you think. It's almost what I feel like it's what you want it to be because you're taking. You're saying you're taking account of the injuries, well, but you're last not year, predicting it. Sure, but year, you, you the injuries we were plagued with injuries, and we still had I think forty eight wins. Yeah, but that was also like that was like also like Freddie had a worse start last year too. But, but 
Yeah. Freddie was like carrying the team and playing. Like, <laughs> Marcus, you predicted 40, mm. 48 wins mm. and he predicted 50. It's not that different. So what are you saying? They're going to win a lot less games. Now? I think I'm, I'm going to drop it. I'm going to say 43 wins. Wow. Now, because that's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Like, think about it. We got tramped by Pelicans of the Nets. Yeah, like we were we still were... adjusting. Like Siakam's back. Everything like just like switched back. I mean, like, there was a huge change. A lot of people came back that game. I don't know. I mean, and they, we there there was a change in the lineup. Like Gary Trent came off the bench, um, Scotty came off the bench. Mm. Like Nick Nurse is trying new things. Like well, it's Scotty came off the bench for one of the games, and it looks like Gary Trent's going to be coming off the bench a lot more. Right. So you're. Uh, it seems I just that think, you've been great. You're you, Spencer's doing more of a bird's eye view comparison mm. between this season and last, and you, I think, got a bit spooked by what happened in those games this week. Yeah, well, I guess the Pelicans yeah. and against the Nets. I think fifty points, fifty wins is a bit absurd. I, I don't agree. That's fine. Well, Spencer, okay, you had both of you downgraded for the record. Spencer went from fifty to mm. forty-eight, and you went from forty-eight to forty-three, which that's a substantial difference. Yes, that's that's being pessimistic about. What's going to happen from that's, now that's, on? That's recency bias. That's is what that is. But ooh, recency bias. I like that. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily <laughs> because I think, yeah, they're still yeah. they're going to be like injured a lot. They're going to. I think Siakam's probably going to get injured a few more times. Precious is going to continually. Well, Precious is out, and he's he he definitely is a loss for, defensively for yeah. us. Um, yeah. However, let's look on the bright side. What what? So I'll ask you like, because you're being pessimistic. What things for them to get up to forty eight or fifty? What would have to happen for the Raptors? They just need to be like if you. I mean, they need to be consistent in the fact that they're hitting their open threes mm-hmm. and they're getting to the free throw line and they're not fouling because they're they they've been fouling a lot. And I mean, I just yeah, like think about it. Fifty wins means you're like third. Like that's like a yeah. That means you're like third Maybe. in the. I mean, that's like pretty close to like. We were fourth, right? Last year, and we had what? How many wins we had? Forty-eight. Yeah, and we were fourth. Like that, yeah. Forty. I'm not sure. I don't. I actually don't know how many wins, but I don't have it in front of me. But let's say something like that. Yeah, and I mean that that was that was overachieving, and um, that's also the East is a lot harder to predict outside of those top two spots. I think. I don't think anybody's. Um, well, the bottom has definitely settled in. Ten down, other than the Bulls, is exactly what I would think. Yeah. Like Wizards, sure, Knicks, sure. Hornets, Pistons, Magic is exactly where it should be. The Bulls are the only one who should, I think, should like they should go be a, a bit, bit higher. Yeah, but I feel like the Heat are maybe a bit of a dark horse. I don't think they're going to finish top six, but maybe they'll end up maybe six or seven if everything goes right and Butler stays healthy. I mean, they just seem like a hard playing team. They got Lowry, who still seems to be playing well and yeah. he's durable, mm-hmm. and you know he's playing a lot of minutes. So hopefully he doesn't get hurt. All right, so we made we we've we've gotten through the the quarter season stuff. I'm going to talk a little bit about fantasy. So, how are you guys doing in fantasy? I know you're both in the head-to-head leagues. Um, how's your how's your team doing, Spencer? They're doing very well. Um, today, I should go <clears throat> seven and zero. Wow. Um, yeah, like Siakam came back. That was amazing. Brooke Lopez, who I picked off waivers about a week ago, has been playing amazing, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Um, only have one injury right now, which is Jalen Suggs, who I think should be back um, pretty soon. Um, but even then, he's still sort of on the chopping block. Um, right. So it hasn't been. 
It's still seven and zero, and that's that sounds pretty good. And uh, Marcus, you're also in a different league than Spencer, but also in a head-to-head league. How are you doing? Um, this week I'm doing very well. I've got thousand three hundred eighty-four points. My opponent has six hundred ninety-three. Wow! So you're crushing him. I'm crushing him. Um, yeah, I'm going to about to be four and three. Um, uh, yeah, my guys have been. My injuries are starting to fade, so it's it's looking better for me. We have a couple guys in common. We both have Zion. Who else mm. do we have in common? We have OG. Yeah, we both have OG. Which and is, Murray, Jamal. All right, and Murray. Yeah. So, all of good news all around for all of those players. Um, well, let me just uh, just very briefly. I would like to boast about my fantasy team because guys as you know the name of my fantasy team is the Cleveland Browns and that probably I thought that probably cursed the team and 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 it still may in the end have cursed them however I think uh the highest I had been before was an eighth spot and I'd been all the way down to the basement in 12th um there's been a ton of drama in my fantasy league this week because the guy who is in 12th currently may made an quote unquote accidentally dropped his player a player <laughs> and then begged for no one to pick him up on waivers because he just meant to bench him and it was this huge drama and every but then the problem was is that people had already made claims waiver claims on him including the commissioner and then the commissioner was lobbying to not allow to not give him the player back but that it would benefit the commissioner so <laughs> it became a huge drama people were insulting each other there was like entry people were sending secret texts to like lobby votes for one side or another all these different things were pitched about how we were going to make it fair i even suggested a ridiculous idea of um he gets to he gets to get the player back and the rest of us have to be collectively punished by benching our best player for the rest of the season like <laughs> i was i was joking but every, no one really liked that idea but anyway all sorts of drama was happening um I tried to stay out of it as best as I could. I abstained from voting, but I, I and I don't even honestly know how it was resolved. There was some weird resolution to the whole thing. But all of that said, um, I'm now in a tie for sixth wow. um, in, in my rotisserie league. Um, and it's so funny how this, this works. I thought, you know, Friday night, I thought I had like a lights out. I was like, I, I, I guarantee I came in first. I was convinced it was, Friday night I had so many uh, players that had huge games for me um and i was convinced that i was i was killing it and then i looked at the standings and i had zero points but then i realized zero was like the third best performance of the night most mm-hmm. guys went down and i i stayed steady and a couple guys got like one 1.5 or two points and then last night i was like oh I, all of my wave wire pickups were crap but but um og had a great game and then i looked this morning and i went up three uh and I was like second best. So all of this is to say it's hard to know. It's just, you know, you you, you never really know, especially mm-hmm. like on a Friday night because there's a lot of games, a yeah. lot of everybody's got their, you know, a full roster. Yeah. Right. So it's easy, easier for guys to to do really well or do really bad. Whereas Saturdays, you know, it's kind of like a mixed bag. Anyway, the point is I'm tied for six. That's my best showing. Um, and uh, I'm really excited that. um well, listen to some of these, and I just want to very quickly um, uh, listen to these tra- the, these trades that people have proposed to me. So earlier in the week, just a straight-up trade proposed to me, Mike Conley 
for Jamal Murray. <laughs> like what? Mike Conley's been injured <laughs> exactly. for like two weeks. Yeah. So somebody's just just trying to hope that I'm an idiot mm. or just like a you know don't know anything and they're just gonna get lucky. So that's an insulting <laughs> like insult to my intelligence. <laughs> and then um, here is the trade offer that I got. Um, um, uh, so I was offered uh, Jabari Smith Jr. and uh, Lamelo Ball for Damian Lillard. And, yeah, that's trash too. Lamelo's also injured. Yeah, exactly. And so, so, it, uh, so is Lillard, but he's coming off the injury list tonight. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that's, that's you trash. honestly like, yeah, exactly. Jabari Smith no. Jr. is okay. But... I don't understand the problem with like two players for one guy. Is that the second player you're gonna have to? I have to dump somebody. You have to well, dump exactly. someone, so they have yeah. to be better than your worst guy. So yeah. like those. It's not more for, let like no exactly. No, it, it doesn't it, matter. It, it, I mean, theoretically, that could be good if I have some trash guy that yes. I'm going to dump anyway. Like, there's definitely guys that are aren't as good as Jabari Smith Jr. Um, uh, that I have on my roster, but th- like, it's terrible. I'm not taking that trade, yeah. and I'm so happy that I kept OG too because it's proving that he's still going to be a huge part mm-hmm. of the offense and defensively he's going to be killing it and I need all of that. So people yeah. keep trying to offer me stuff for him and I'm I'm super glad that I never, you know, even I thought his his totals might come down with Siakam returning and yeah, they might uh on the offensive side, but again, on any given night he still can be the number one scorer for the Raptors even with um Freddie and uh um because it's all about matchups like he gets inside and he's getting all these offensive rebounds and then just put, you know, cleaning up the glass and putting yeah. it in and he has a, a big night. So Anyway, super happy with fantasy right now. I'm sure I'll be absolutely demoralized by end of next week um, because that's how it goes in fantasy. Um, but, you know, I'm tied for six, which means if I if I can just – I can be alone in the top half of my of my fantasy pool as a first-time player, which I'd be very proud of, um, even if it's for a short period of time. Anyway, let's look ahead to next week, guys. Um, I think we have um, a lot of interesting matchups going, so we'll start uh, – uh, Marcus, on Sunday, uh, or today, later on, I think it's the late game today, we've got um, the Pacers are in Portland to take on the Trailblazers. How do you think that game's going to go? I think the Pacers are going to win this one, uh, 106 to 99. Okay. I see uh, I see Miles Turner having an amazing, once again, defensive game. Yeah. Um, but I don't have him as top performer. I have... Tyrese with 21 points, 12 assists, and 6 rebounds. Uh, 21, 12 assists, and 6 rebounds. That'll be, yeah, that's gangbusters. Yeah. And so you think that um, the Pacers can walk into, like, and remember, Lillard's probably back tonight, so you think the Pacers can still go into Portland. Mm. It's going to be a huge game. That place is probably going to be rocking. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, that'll be a, I mean, I think we have to call that an, is it an upset? I don't know. I mean, well, According to the stands, it's not. According to the standings, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it'll it'll be a tough game and, for them I to mean, win. Like the paces are number one in pace, so which That's like funny. yeah yeah, which, I guess that they're living up to yeah, their team name. Yeah, so I've always thought that was weird, but I guess that is a ter- basketball term. Like yeah. the Pacers, still weird. It is a weird yeah. name when you really think about it. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have a. The Pacers shooting really well from the field goal, and because they don't have a great 
uh, regular or just average field goal. But I think to win this game, they have to be hitting their threes and all that. Okay. All right. And then on Monday, we've got uh, OKC are in Atlanta. Um, so that that's an interesting one because, you know, the 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 Hawks like it seems like certainly in this house nobody seems to be big fan big fans of the Atlanta Hawks, um, but nonetheless they sit in fourth place uh, in the East and certainly their record is a lot better than uh, OKC's. But mm-hmm. OKC has they have that tendency to overachieve in games and come at least always keeping it close. Uh, so what do you think is going to happen in that game, Spencer? Uh, yeah, I have OKC winning. Um, 121 to 116. Um, and it's going to be Shea with 32, 5, and 4. All right. Um, like the Hawks do have kind of a lot of injuries right now, but I think the biggest thing is that if the matchup is going to be Shea and Trey, like defensively, Trey Young cannot guard Shea. He is known for his poor defense, Mm -hmm. and Shea is just like, flying around crazy fast like yeah. jumping around he's just gonna absolutely abuse trey young um at least offensively um yeah i think it's just gonna be i think it's gonna be a fun game but i think okc's got this do you agree marcus uh no no, no. it's just too tough to beat atlanta yeah. at home i don't i don't, I don't agree with that okay <laughs> that, that <laughs> simple as that you just don't agree all yeah. right fine they, you know what? You know, we don't have to say any more than that. Yeah. Um, but your net, your game, another uh, I think is going to be a really interesting game on Tuesday, uh, December sixth. Is the Lakers are going to be in Cleveland? Um, so a bit of a homecoming for LeBron. Um, I'm sure that building is going to be packed um, for that game. You got you know uh, Cavaliers team currently sitting in third in the East. You got a Lakers team that's hungry for wins and seems to be playing better. What do you think is going to happen in that game? Um, I I see, like, the Lakers just, like, keeping it super close and it being, like, a super intense, fun game. But I have the Cavaliers winning uh, 111 to 107. Okay. And I see Mitchell having 32, 4 and 4. 32, 4 and 4, Mitchell. What do you think, Spencer? Would you pick, would you pick Cleveland in that game? Um... At home against the Lakers? Yeah, I guess. I mean, the Lakers did prove that they can go into a packed stadium of an amazing team and win um, the other night. But, yeah, I don't think. Like, the Lakers are not a team who's going to destroy, or not destroy, but beat two amazing teams in a row. All right, well, we'll see. Um, And I'm pretty sure, pretty sure the Cleveland Cavaliers... Home record is like ten and one or something. Like they're very good at home, I believe. Yeah, they're ten and one, so they're obviously hard to beat in that building. So yeah, okay. I think that's a that's a pretty good pick. Um, I think I would agree with that as well, uh, Spencer. On Wednesday, we got. I think this is mm-hmm. maybe possibly year, maybe. this could be the yeah one of the the key matchups of the year in that we. Um, I don't, I don't think we've seen the, you know, we're past the quarterway mark and it's the two number one teams. It's Boston in Phoenix to take on the Suns. Possible preview of the of the NBA final this year. I, I don't know if you agree with that, Spencer, but what do you think is going to happen in this game? 
Um, yeah, I got Boston winning 105 to 100. Um, I think Chris Paul will still be out. Um, it's like it's kind of I can I was having trouble finding like a key for the win. Like they do seem fairly evenly matched. Um, I, I have I don't know who's guarding who. Um, because like Jalen Brown and Smart are both sort of point guard type players. Um, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jalen Brown's gonna have a big night. Um, twenty six points, five rebounds, three assists. Um, I think Tatum's still gonna play wild. Like the Celtics are definitely on a tear right now. Um, yeah, it's gonna be close. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Booker will have a crazy night on mm-hmm. that on that one too um which is great for me um yeah does anybody even know uh chris paul's the timetable for his return or anything i haven't heard uh much. there's no timetable i think i read that this morning oh gosh i don't know if that means like it's super long term or there's just no like it normally means it's pretty it usually term. means it's bad mm-hmm. but you never really know i guess uh, yeah all right, well, on Thursday, another, I think, interesting game. Um, again, I don't, uh, I mean, with the Clippers, I can't, I, I'm exhausted trying to keep up with what the status, the injury status is. I mean, predicting them a week in advance or even if several, a few days in advance seems impossible who's going to be in the lineup, um, which makes it really hard to predict. And with my, Miami, obviously, Butler's back. If he remains healthy, they just upset uh, Boston um, on uh, on Friday night. So um, the Clippers are in Miami to take on the Heat. What's going to happen in that game, Marcus? I think the Clippers are going to take it. I have Paul George playing. I, I'd say I think he's going to have like – or, okay, sorry. I'll say the game first. Uh, Clippers 110 to 101. Oh, so that's a pretty sound victory. Like they're, yeah. You think they're going to take it to them, right? Yeah. And so who do you, th- you think George is going to be yeah. in that game? I'll say I'll give him 34 – Eight and two. 34 eight assists, two rebounds. So, so PG with 34, sorry, what did you say? Eight assists and two rebounds. Okay. That's a pretty, pretty, that'll be a pretty impressive performance if he, if he pulls that off. Um, we talked a little bit about the Clippers' depth, um, the fact that certain guys have been coming off the bench in their victories, um, you know, uh, in that win over Portland. It was Powell. Um, and their earlier uh, last Sunday, they beat um, uh, the Pacers, one fourteen to one hundred, and, and it was Zubach with thirty one yeah. points and twenty nine rebounds. That, so I mean, that's <laughs> twenty nine rebounds. I mean, that's yeah. got to be a team record. I, I can't imagine. That's probably well, it's definitely one of a, that's got to be all time record. Yeah, that's gonna be close to a regular season mm-hmm. record. Wow. I mean, it's probably rebounds. Rodman or Rodman, obviously, but and uh, I think David wow. Robinson. I'm Muslim. pretty sure Will Chamberlain has had like yeah, 50 that's... rebound games. Right, right. Yeah. But but still, that's got to be, I can't remember hearing a guy getting, yeah. you know. 29 rebounds in this modern NBA is insane. It's a lot Especially. of rebounds. It's a lot of rebounds. But anyway, they got, you know, they it's it's interesting. The Clippers, they seem like they're going to hang around because of, of their, <laughs> of their uh, you know. Anyway, it should be an interesting game. And then all uh, Friday, uh, Spencer, it's... Uh, 
the Timberwolves in Utah to take on the Jazz. Now, the Jazz, um, they have definitely come back down to earth, but they're still sitting in eighth um, with a 14-12 and 12 record. I don't think they've... They're not bottoming out by any stretch of the imagination, but they um, they look a little bit more um, like a team that can be beat. You know, they were mm-hmm. they were red hot to start the season. What do you think is going to happen in that game? Um, uh, yeah, I have Utah winning one seventeen to one hundred five. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Cats out, um, which I think will mean that Markinen will have a much easier time in the paint. I mean, still got Rudy Gobert, who's uh, defensive player of the year candidate um but yeah like the timberwolves are still sort of in shambles especially now that big injury like they're such a weird team yeah. um they are a weird team i, I can't they, i think they're even when they win it seems like they beat memphis on uh on wednesday cat was out as you said gobert was basically a non-factor but somehow they beat memphis um, in that game, one hundred nine, one hundred one. So, it just seems yeah. they're completely unpredictable. They, you never yeah. know what what you're going to get. And I think everyone agrees. Like people had, I mean, I was listening. I've listened to analysts and different podcasts. Some people were calling them as being like top five this season, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes better. And now everybody's like, yeah, Mulligan. Uh, that ne- never mind. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the formula is not working. Forget it. So uh, yeah, I I will always say I never from. The second that trade happened, I was like, this makes no sense. This you is the Gobert trade yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. I think a lot of people thought it made perfect sense. I think it made sense me. for the Jazz. I thought all. it made plenty of sense for the Timberwolves, but I guess it just didn't work out. Yeah. I think there's there seems to be, and maybe it's just one of those things where, like, those guys, the team just doesn't have good chemistry. They don't really like each no. other. They don't have a good philosophy about uh, how to play. Yeah, maybe that, it's a coaching problem. I don't know. That definitely but, could be what it is for sure. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I also don't really care. Oh, and so one last pick, uh, which you will only be able to see if you go... Oh. If you go to um, our Instagram, which is Orange Ball Juice, um, if you search that, you'll find it. You will be able to see Merlin, uh, our family dog, and the Orange Ball Juice mascot. Um, he's going to make his pick of the week, and he it is for next Saturday, December 10th game. Utah is going to be in Denver. Um, so we're not sure what Merlin, who, I, I don't know. Do you guys think Merlin will pick Utah or the Nuggets? I think he's going to give it to Denver. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, if he's, I think, I don't think Utah can walk into Denver and steal the win there. I don't think that's realistic. And hopefully Merlin's been paying attention, um, to, uh, to, you know, the standings and, and, uh, the, the trends in the NBA. But anyway, if you go on Instagram, you'll see, uh, his, his pick if, um, and you can only see it there because he hasn't picked it yet, but he's going to write today. He'll, he'll put his pick in and then you'll be able to check it out. All right. So, um, I just had a couple of, uh, interesting trivia questions for you guys. So we'll, we're going to start, uh, um, with what year is it? Okay. And, uh, this will go, uh, for Spencer. So with a, uh, Charlotte Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets, have the best record in best regular season record in team history, fifty four and twenty eight. Uh, so, what year is it? God, um, I couldn't remember them ever being good. Uh, maybe this was Kemba was on the Hornets, right? Yeah, like when yes. he was good. 
Yes. Man. I know nothing about the Hornets. Um, I'll say mm, 2012. Marcus, do you have a guess? Well, I know that... I don't think, have they, how long have they been around for? Because they, they're, well, they're, they're the, the Bobcats. The Bobcats so yeah. Even, well, they it was, they're, they're, they were... Uh, they were originally the Hornets, and then they, they were the Hornets, the Bobcats. then they became the Bobcats, and then they reinstated. Yeah. Then they, they kind of restarted the franchise again. So they were around in the in the 90s. I think they started in the 90s, um, like the early 90s. They might have been the expansion the same year as the Raptors, 95. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that's right. Something like right. something like so that. So I'll, I'll say like 2008. I remember seeing something that they were really like the 54. I don't quite remember what year it was. Though. All right, guys. Well, do you want to know? Mm-hmm. You want to know what year? Yeah. The year was 1997. Okay. So it was the 96-97 season. And do you want to hear who the team leaders were? Who? Um, so the team leaders um, for the Charlotte Hornets and their best season – 96-97 were uh, Glenn Rice, Anthony Mason, Vladi Divac, Del Curry, uh, and Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that. So you guys know Muggsy. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know uh, Del Curry, yeah. Steph Curry's dad, who later did a scent with the yeah. Raptors. Glenn, so, Glenn Rice was their star, right? <clears throat> yeah, um, and um, yeah, he was. Um, they were uh, they were an interesting team. They I think I don't know if that was the year they went to the second round. I think one year. It's I don't know if it was Bulls, that year. I think. Yeah, it was either that year or the year before, in and around that time, uh, and that was sort of when they peaked as a franchise, and then it was just uh, never the same. So, we're gonna do for the next one. We're gonna we're gonna do what's my stat line. So this one is for you, Marcus. Okay. So the stat line is um, uh, twenty seven points. <laughs> Four rebounds and nine assists in a loss in Game Two of the 2004 NBA Finals against the Lakers. So who, who's that? <laughs> That's a pretty basic stat line. Yeah, I mean, 27 points, four. But they clue, but they, yeah. So it's not just about the stat line. The stat lines usually don't. I mean, sometimes the stat line itself will give you a clue as to who it is. But this mm. is more about. Yeah. It's it's 2004. It's the NBA Finals. It's Game Two, and this player had 27 points, four rebounds, and nine assists against the Lakers so in Game Two in a loss. That's Kobe Lakers, obviously. Okay, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of who they were playing. Who they who was good in the East? Um, God, I don't. Okay. <laughs> that is really hard. <coughs> yeah. Although it's hard, but I bet you're gonna kick yourself once I once I tell you. I can't I can't think of who they would be playing in two thousand four and I'm gonna embarrass myself who I think it is. Okay. Well that's that'll be your first guess. Who are they playing? Let's let's take a guess. Um Spencer, do you have any thoughts on this one? Don't say it out loud, but do you are you uh sorta but okay. it'd be embarrassing if it was wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, let me think here. All right, I'm going to put it. Okay. I think you've been... I'll, I'll say they're playing Celtics. Why not? All right. Let me Let me just... Just tell me the know, team that they're playing. I'm not going to tell you the team that they're playing, but I'm going to tell you this. In 2004, the Los Angeles Lakers were not NBA champions. So that's your first hint. 
was it gonna, oh, maybe it was the Timberwolves. But the Timberwolves are in the West, right? Oh, yeah. That's dumb. Um, so the first part to reverse engineer <coughs> yeah. this, who yeah. did the Lakers lose to in 2004? Um, I'm just trying to look down the list of teams in the East right now just so I could maybe think. Pistons? <laughs> okay. I, I mean, the Bed Walls era, that, I think so. All right, so what's your guess? <laughs> that you're getting close. Why don't you make a guess? You, you're getting you're sure. getting somewhere. All right. Ben Walls, <laughs> the Joy Pistons. That'll take So you're it. saying. Yeah. I don't even think the Pistons. Have... Wait, were you saying that the Lakers were in this finals, but they didn't win? That's right. <laughs> this is the NBA finals, but the Lakers did not oh. win. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> I think. All right, this is taking too long. <laughs> okay, just go. Okay. Um, All right, that's it. Three. The Pistons, the Battle Hall. Okay. It was the Detroit Pistons. It was Chauncey Billups oh. had that stat line of um, 27 points, four rebounds, and nine assists in a loss. And guess what? That was the only game that the Lakers won in the 2004 NBA Finals. They were heavy favorites. And the Detroit Pistons won in five games. I honestly forgot Chauncey Billups existed. So Yeah. Well, Chauncey Billups was also finals MVP yeah. that year. And that was a Lakers team with Kobe, Shaq. They also had, uh, at the end of their careers, Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Yeah. Um, and everybody was like, the Lake, this is like going to be a Lakers sweep. That was basically yeah. the story. Yeah. But the, uh, the Pistons, their whole, apparently their strategy, I was reading about this, their strategy was just like, don't you're not going to stop Shaq and Kobe? Just shut everybody else down, and it totally worked. Yeah. And and that yeah. was their strategy for that series, and they uh, and they that was the last time Detroit won. And in the that was their fifth um, NBA title, but I think the uh, their first two were like in the fifties or something like that. And mm-hmm. then they won um, with Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas eighty uh, eight, eighty nine, and eighty nine, ninety, I believe. And then they won in two thousand four yeah. uh, with that team. So I'm not I'm not too sad about that because Ben Wallace. Is was on that team? Yeah, so. yeah. No, you 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 figured it out, and it's funny because I remember you were talking about that 2004 Detroit team because mm-hmm. you were they had those throwback jerseys on. I yeah. think in a game this season, yeah. you were talking mm-hmm. about how you liked them. I was talking about just early 2000s. But that was the I think that it was like um, that last game, game five was Shaq's last uh, game in a Lakers uniform, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was also a, a, the last game for the Lakers for both uh, Gary Payton and Carl uh, Malone. Um, and that would have been Gary. If had they won, that would have been Gary Payton and Carl Malone's only NBA championship. Um, wow. And so they they didn't, and uh, it was a pretty. That's a legendary season because there was a whole. If you look into that, like what happened, what happened in terms of like what the management put together in Detroit, um, and the risks they took, and the coaching they brought in, and and everything that happened that year. It's pretty incredible that they won. It was just like a perfectly engineered championship season that no one thought was going to happen. Anyways, fellas, that about uh, that about does it. I know your our bums are getting sore from sitting in these stools. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so homework. You got some homework, mm-hmm. Spencer? Yeah. What kind of homework? Um, everything. Everything. Okay. So Marcus, homework. I've finished it all. You finished all your homework. Yeah. All right. Well, then that means you're going to get straight to work on some chores because I know there's plenty of stuff that needs to be doing around here. The dog needs to be walked. The laundry needs to be done. Spencer, did you clean the bathroom yet? 
No. No. You got to clean the bathroom. That's mm-hmm. it. So do that and and do your homework. All right. Well, that's been another episode of uh, Orange Bowl Juice in the Can. It was a long one. Um, but uh, you join us again next week. Check us out on Instagram. If you want to DM us on Instagram, you can do that. And uh, you'll check out Merlin's picks. But uh, until next time, listeners, see Bye. you later. I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs>